Hi team and welcome back to another episode of the Coach Pete podcast. Now today's topic is pre-workouts. So I've had heaps of people in the gym uh, recently come and ask me about pre-workouts. They want to know what they are, uh, whether it's safe to use them, which types of ones to buy. So at least there seems to be a lot of uh, misinformation and unknowns out there about pre-workouts. So today we'll chat about it and take a wee bit of a deep dive so today I'm going to talk about what they are uh, what they're designed to do and I'm going to take a chat a little bit about the history and the background of pre-workout supplements and where they came from because there's been quite a lot of changes over the last couple of years in terms of uh, a lot of active ingredients a lot of things uh, have been banned through the years so that's had a big impact and how these supplements have been put together so just a little bit of history on pre-workouts first of all. So pre-workouts essentially came from the the bodybuilding scene uh, in the early 80s and they're, they're supplements which are used to help, well allegedly help physical and mental performance to help people push through their, their exercise sessions. So although they came from the bodybuilding world it's something that a lot of athletes maybe have picked up and started to use as well obviously to improve their physical performance. Now the first one came into the market in 1983 and that was a product called Ultimate Orange and that was produced uh, by a guy called Dan Duchesne who was a, an 80s bodybuilder at the time. Uh, now Ultimate Orange, uh, it was quite a, a big deal at the time and it was the main one, in fact it was for a long time it was the only one on the market and its main active ingredient was ephedrine which, uh, if you've not heard of ephedrine, ephedrine is quite a, a serious stimulant. So that was its main active ingredient. And the other things which you may have found within that would have been caffeine and sometimes some sort of uh, variation of aspirin. Now that may seem like a weird concoction of things, but you've got to understand where this came from is the bodybuilding world. And pre-workouts have a lot of kind of crossover with uh, fat burning. Uh, supplements and it used to be that it was quite popular in the 80s, 90s, maybe even the early 2000s that a lot of bodybuilders when they were looking to get to competition and readiness and, and essentially strip their body of body fat, one of the, the supplement combos they would use would be ephedrine, caffeine and aspirin. So that would be uh, uh, as a really potent stack and it was really popular for quite a long time and that's I'd imagine that's where the the use of ephedrine and caffeine and the pre-workouts came from. Uh, and again, that was quite a potent combination and it, actually, it would have worked quite well, but it wasn't necessarily safe, as I'll mention as we go through here. But just to, the takeaway from that is that in the early days, there was a lot of crossover between pre-workouts and fat burning, mainly because a lot of the main ingredients were aimed at pepping you up which also had the effect of making you slightly more thermogenic, which is you encouraging your body to burn calories and uh, would help aid fat loss. So, going back to the Ultimate Orange supplement, now I actually tried this myself, that was my first experience of a pre-workout, uh, and that was in my college days, when I was studying health and fitness, uh, and it would have been probably 17 or 18 at the time, and Back then, and I, I didn't even drink coffee. I was a caffeine. This wasn't in my universe at that time. And to try 
Ultimate Orange just absolutely blew my head off. I remember taking it lunchtime, uh, had quite a, an insane focused workout, but I remember that day I couldn't sleep. I was, I was wide-eyed right into the, the wee hours in the morning. Uh, and it's not surprising given that ephedrine is really, really strong. Uh, it's essentially, just, I guess it's like speed. So for all intents purposes, I was tripping balls and I was uh, wired big time, pupils dilated, but I was super focused and I had an amazing workout. I was I had lots and lots of energy as well. Now for the early days of pre-workouts, that tended to be the main formula would be there'd be some sort of ephedrine or its herbal equivalent ephedra there would be some sort of uh, caffeine element as well uh, again it might have been just normal caffeine or it could have been the herbal version guarana uh, aspirin would have been in there as well or maybe something like white willow which is again kind of herbal versions of these things so that was the main active ingredients in a lot of early uh, pre-workouts. Also, the main active ingredients in a lot of early fat-burning supplements as well. And other things which would be quite common in those early supplements would be things like carbs. It would be quite common to find some form of carbs, mainly in the form of glucose or multidextrin. And I guess the theory there is that would help fuel your muscles uh, through your exercise. There usually would be some sort of B vitamin spectrum as well, uh, vitamin B12s and stuff, and that is to aid your body to produce energy and support your metabolism. Uh, you might have found uh, branched chain amino acids. Uh, again, that's just going for recovery, so that's to help you recover post-workout. And within that as well, you might have got some electrolytes, which would be to help sustain your hydration and also help your performance. Now, a lot of these uh, base ingredients are still very very common so things like caffeine has been a mainstay from the beginning and you'll generally find that in most uh, pre-workout supplements guarana again just another variation of caffeine it tends to be in there uh, depending on the supplement you buy there's like you could find like glucose and carbs still in there b vitamins will still be a, a main ingredient uh, bccas branched amino acids again depending on the supplement you get it may or may not be in there and it's quite often you will find electrolytes. But the thing you won't find these days is the ephedrine. So that was actually banned by the FDA in America in the early 2000s. Uh, and surprisingly, well not surprisingly, that was associated with uh, a lot of cases, people having high blood pressure, uh, lots of seizures, and a few heart attacks and even deaths off the back of that. So, yeah, not ideal, but again, having said my experience of trying that, it got you super duper focused, you were buzzing full of energy, but I actually remember uh, back in Glasgow when I was trying all these things, it, it wasn't uncommon for people to be buying uh, these pre-workouts or fat burning supplements, which contained ephedrine, to go nightclubbing with, so it became a bit of a party pill as well, so it's probably a good thing that ephedrine it was finally banned. So after the ephedrine was banned, there was obviously quite a big shift in the, the formulas or the, the ingredients used in pre-workouts. So I think the next phase has been, there was a bit of shift, so the caffeine stayed in there, but there was a shift in terms of some of the other ingredients. 
And what what you tend to notice there is things uh, like beta alanine, which is a precursor to nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is a, what would you call it? It's a, a vasodilator. So that essentially would encourage your blood vessels, your veins, arteries, capillaries to open up to increase blood flow. So again, the assumption there would be that that would help your exercise performance, but it also gave people a really good muscle pump. So again, think of these products coming from the bodybuilding world into the mainstream and, and having a good muscle pump, I guess, is a, a one of the good selling points for some of these uh, pre-workouts. So yeah, uh, nitric oxide precursors were quite common and that's something you still will find in a lot of the modern pre-workouts as well. Yeah. Other things you would find in there would you might get some uh, L-arginine, which is an amino acid which acts as a bit of a, a lactic acid buffer in terms of that it will stop the, the build-up of lactate happening quite as quickly as it may normally. So that could help you train for longer, train harder, and again it would improve your exercise endurance. Yeah, creatine tended to come into the pre-workouts a bit then as well. So I've spoken about creatine earlier. I did a bit of a deep dive in my, my very first podcast, so feel free to go and check that out. But creatine is essentially another exercise aid, which has uh, been in the market a long time now, and it definitely works. So again, that is put in there to aid performance uh, and recovery. And some other things that tended to be added to the, the pre-workouts in about the early 2000s, just after that uh, phase where ethadrine was banned, you would have found things which may have encouraged testosterone production as well. So various herbal compounds, uh, things like uh, tribulus or yombe, hopefully I pronounced that right. But these are just herbal extracts which uh, may or may not help towards uh, an increase in uh, testosterone in the system. So for a long, for a wee while there, that tended to be the main kind of main ingredients. So you'd have your your B vitamins, your caffeines, your your simple carbs, your BCCAs, maybe some creatine, maybe some beta alanine or L-arginine. So all things to get you get you amped up to some extent with the caffeine. So there's a bit of a stimulant effect there. Uh, other things to help your body produce energy, help you to produce exercise performance, help you to train longer and help you to train harder. Uh, now there was a bit of a change again in the early 2000s where there was another supplement hit the market. Uh, some of you may have heard of this called Jacked 3D. Now but this, the reason I mentioned Jacked 3D is that it contained uh, a particular chemical compound which I'm not going to try and pronounce because it's quite a long one and I'm likely to make a big arse of it, but its abbreviation is DMAA and that was a chemical compound which is used as a, a caffeine alternative. Now again, this is something I tried, uh, but ha from my experience that the, the DMAA, the, the chemical compound in Jack 3D, it was certainly a lot more potent than just your regular caffeine. So it reminded me a lot of the earlier supplements where you might have had ephedra or ephedrine. Needless to say, that was quite popular, but only for a short period of time because it wasn't long before that chemical compound was uh, also became phased out. Essentially, it was banned after that. It was associated with narrowing of the blood vessels 
and that was causing shortness of breath, chest pains, seizures. Uh, I'm not sure if it was heart attacks and that one, but again, it was causing a lot of issues there. Uh, not good for people with underlying health issues, particularly cardiac issues or, or high blood pressure. So again, that was ultimately phased out. So what had happened there, so that DMAA was removed from the market. So I guess, uh, again, a lot of the, the supplement formula changed. Now the mainstays stayed in there, so things like caffeine, guarana, uh, all those BCCAs, your B vitamins, L-arginine, uh, the nitric oxide precursors, they stayed in there. But uh, I did tend to notice these, because I've always been somebody's used pre-workouts, which we'll talk about whether that's good or not towards the end of this. There tended to be a lot of uh, extra or new new ingredients added, things like uh, mood enhancement products. So you're looking at ingredients like 5-HTP, which uh, if you've not heard of it, 5-HTP is a precursor to serotonin, and serotonin is uh, essentially your happy uh, hormone. That's what your brain produces, gets you feeling good. Uh, oddly enough, a lot of uh, drugs also produce that. So take of that of what you will. But 5-HTP is perfectly safe and legal, but it does support the production of serotonin. Uh, another uh, supplement, ad another compound added is a amino acid called tyrosine. Uh, a little bit like the 5-HTP where it's a precursor. It's a precursor to the production of dopamine. Again, another one of your feel-good chemicals and also helps produce norepinephrine. So the idea of those is that it would just get you feeling better as well as you would get that kind of wired and amped effect from the caffeine and all the other ingredients which have kind of been in from the early days and didn't get banned and it managed to stay in there. Now before I go any further I'd just like to have an honourable mention to uh, another branch of supplements which for a while intertwined a, a wee bit with the, the pre-workouts and those are supplements called pro-hormones. Now again, I'm not going to try and pronounce some of these, they're, they're quite long-winded uh, words, but pro-hormones uh, were widely used prior to 2014 uh, and pro-hormones, these are chemical compounds which on the shelf or in the powder or in your, your pre-workout or whatever it is you buy it from, they are not anabolic agents uh, in their own right, in that form, but when you metabolise them, they do metabolise into anabolic steroids of some sort. So, you were getting these supplements which you could buy legally, you would ingest them, they would metabolise, and you would get quite a powerful uh, anabolic effect. Uh, so for a while there, they were legal, they were floating about, it wasn't banned, but ultimately, uh, they get banned as well. Now, they caused a lot of problems at the time because it, quite often the people using them wouldn't have been aware of the, the anabolic effect. So if you were somebody who was competing in some sort of sport athletic event where you may have been getting drug tested, you could have been taking one of these pre-workouts and may have had some sort of pro-hormone in it. And if you were getting blood tests or drug tests, uh, you would have you could have failed your drug test. So not ideal if you're looking to compete in there and get through some uh, drug tests there. Now, I've always said they've been banned. There's been cases since then, up until recent times, where there's been some supplements which have had some sort of pro-hormone 
in the mix, but it hasn't really been listed in the ingredients, so occasionally that'll come out and it'll bite somebody in the butt uh, and cause some sort of problems with their, uh, their drug testing as well. Now, recently, uh, what I've noticed with a lot of the pre-workouts is that they'll still have all the original base ingredients, your caffeines, your B vitamins, your different types of amino acids to promote nitric oxide uh, production or to support like, happy feel-good hormones. Uh, they, they tend to still be in there. But just in the last year, I've noticed uh, a couple of other ingredients been added and they're things which would fall under the category of nootropics. Now, nootropics, uh, different branch of supplements, but these are compounds, chemicals which will help improve cognitive function, help improve mental focus, mental clarity. Now I'm going to mention two here, because it, it, it's two which I've been looking at a lot of the supplements recently, the pre-workouts, and these two tend to pop up quite a lot. So there's Lion's Mane, which is from the Lion's Mane Mushroom, and that, that's quite an interesting one. It's something which uh, I'm, I'm personally quite interested in, it's something which I've started to supplement by itself. Uh, now, Lion's Man, why it interests me is it's been proven to uh, facilitate uh, neurogenesis, which is essentially the development of new brain cells, and it helps support your synapses or keep the synapses in your brain healthy and functioning well. So that, as well as maybe helping to get you mentally focused prior to a workout, long term, that could actually help keep your cognitive health good, help your synapses function well and, and prevent, potentially prevent some sort of cognitive decline mentally. But just make to say that it's quite a new supplement and it's still in its early days and it's still essentially being researched. But from what I've been able to read and find kind of out there on the web, it, it looks quite promising. Uh, and I think it's something we're going to see maybe coming into the mainstream a little bit more. Now another supplement which I've noticed pop up a lot is something called ashwagandha which is a, a herbal supplement which is apparently been about for thousands of years. It's been used a lot in uh, kind of Indian subcontinent places like that. Uh, I was looking into it and the reason it seems to be added to a lot of the supplements is that it's, uh, it's what you call an adaptogen which is associated with reducing stress and it has an effect where it helps reduce your cortisol, which is your stress hormone levels. So I can imagine if that's been added to offset some of the, the amped up sensation you might get with a high dose of caffeine or other kind of stimulants, uh, chemicals, which may be added to a pre-workout. So it will help manage that kind of come down, I would guess. So you're not gonna have a crash as much by having ashwagandha in there but like I say it's a new supplement it's probably still in its early days it's something which I would probably like to kind of look into a bit more before I really tell you whether it's good or bad but uh, if the initial evidence with saying it but it does help reduce stress uh, is legit then it might be a, a certainly a worthwhile ingredient to have in your pre-workouts so that, that's basically my rundown of uh, some of the main ingredients in there. So I'll just give you a bit of a takeaway before I talk about the next part there. So essentially you're looking at stimulant things like caffeine, uh, 
and in, in the early days, a lot of the supplement companies tried to have more potent things like ephedrine or some sort of chemical derivative of caffeine, some sort of synthetic version. But a lot of them, like I say, have been banned because they were associated with narrowing of the blood vessels and causing all sorts of problems with shortness of breath, seizures, and even in extreme cases, heart attacks. So not ideal. You get a lot of amino acids in there, again, for recovery sometimes creatine, sometimes B vitamins to support your metabolism, help energy production, uh, sometimes precursors to things like serotonin, dopamine, and sometimes you'll get precursors to nitric oxide, which is a vasodilator to open up the blood vessels to encourage blood flow. So those things tend to have stayed, and it really depends on which, where you, which supplement you decide to buy, which particular product, in terms of which kind of in formula or ingredient makeup you'll find in there. But that tends to be the main things that you'll find with some combination of those things I've just mentioned. So, pre-workouts, benefits. Well, I'll list the benefits here, but again, take this with a grain of salt. It's maybe a bit anecdotal. I mean, I've tried a lot of these things myself, uh, and I reckon that they will get you focused mentally, so caffeine will certainly help do that. Uh, caffeine also helps improve exercise performance, it helps improve muscle contraction, and it has a bit of a, a pain-reducing effect as well, where it helps you train longer and harder. So that's why caffeine's uh, quite a good thing to have in there. But again, it depends how how sensitive you are, and that can be a quite a, an individual thing. But the caffeine, again, is something which is a, a exercise uh, performance drug to some extent uh, even if you were to have a strong espresso or a strong black coffee before a workout you'll certainly get some uh, benefit from doing that so our pre-workouts in general have been shown to decrease at time uh, the time it takes for your muscles to recover so it helps you recover quicker which may aid you to train more frequently so that may be attributable to the, the branch chain amino acids or things like creatine or maybe the electrolytes in there as well. Now, possible side effects. So I've already mentioned a lot of the really hardcore side effects. Now, I like to think these days you're less likely to get that because all the really kind of potent stimulants have been banned. Probably the most potent one you'll find will just be a high dose of caffeine in it. But like I say, that really depends on how tolerant you are to caffeine. I know some people who have tried caffeine and it just blows their head off where I can probably drink quite a lot of it and not have it affect me too much. So uh, some of the, the drawbacks of using pre-workouts, uh, you could get overstimulated. Again, it depends on your tolerance to caffeine. and uh, It may depend on the actual kind of chemical formulas used in a lot of these supplements as well. So if you're sensitive to caffeine, tread carefully, maybe have half a, a scoop rather than full scoop if you decide to go for it. It could cause dehydration. So again, just make sure that you are staying hydrated when you're using these things. Uh, so uh, tachycardia, which is essentially just a fancy name for a rapid heart rate. So again, that really comes from being overstimulated. You might find your heart rate is pumping up a bit quicker than you'd like. It could increase your blood pressure. So that's narrowing of arteries. It could, again, in extreme cases, it could lead to worse stroke or heart attack. But again, that might be if you've had an underlying heart or health condition to begin with. Uh, there's probably an addiction 
element as well. I mean, it could be that you could get you could rely on these supplements a little bit too much. From my personal experience, I, I probably admit to doing that where uh, you, you almost rely on them to get you through a workout where it becomes a bit of a crutch rather than maybe prioritizing your sleep or getting well rested. It could be that you lean on the pre-workout to get you through it. Now, because these supplements are got a lot of caffeine in it, if you're taking it late in the day, it could lead to insomnia. You may struggle to switch off and you may struggle to get to sleep. And I'm thinking that's maybe why something like ashwagandha has become a new ingredient to a lot of the pre-workouts where it may just help relax the nervous system uh, as well as get you amped up. Uh, extreme cases, you may get adrenal fatigue where your your body just gets a bit frazzled and you, you really just run your system ragged by taking too many stimulants, too much caffeine, and you have a bit of burnout. Uh, again, I know people who have had that and it's, it's not a pleasant thing. You probably need to back off and have a really good recovery phase to, to get you back on your feet after some severe adrenal fatigue. And I mentioned earlier that of all pro-hormones uh, essentially <clears throat> have been done away with, a lot of these maybe more unethical supplement companies, you may add it without listing it. So that could lead to people failing a drug test. Excuse me. <coughs> the bit of a frog in my throat there. So yeah, if you're somebody who competes uh, at a sport or a competition level where you're getting drug tested, do your homework first and make sure that you're not going to fail your drug test as a result of it. And another thing that may happen is you might have just an energy crash. You might end up all amped up. You'll get through your workout, you'll train hard, and then you'll just crash. you crash and burn for a bit after it. So with a lot of these supplements there's there's probably a, a price to pay or a cost where if you're amping up at one part of the day there's an the inevitable crash at the other end of it so like i say i've tried a lot of these uh, i've tried from the early days ultima orange uh and it was pretty crazy stuff like say people were taking it to go clubbing which really probably isn't a good sign that says it's being abused it's more of a party drug and it's probably a good thing that these have been banned, a lot of these hardcore stimulants. So the supplements you get today, I think the biggest issue may be abusing it. It's, it's, it's a supplement, it's like anything else, it's a tool, you can use it to your advantage or you can use it to hit yourself over the head and abuse it. If you're sensitive to caffeine, tread easy. If you've never tried a pre-workout and you're considering it, maybe just have half a, a scoop rather than jump in and go one scoop, two scoops. There's been a bit of a trend I've seen as well on social media where you get people taking scoops of powder and chugging it uh, dry with nothing to, to wash it down with. I wouldn't recommend that, but it would be horrible and quite unpleasant. And again, just uh, play with your tolerance with these things. Like I say, a lot of people, it's an individual tolerance depending on how, how affected you are by caffeine. So... I'm not going to advocate using them. I'm not going to say don't use them. I'm going to say use common sense. If you want to give it a go, give it a go. Be aware there is some possible drawbacks. Uh, it might be better just to make sure that you're well rested or that mentally you're in a good place where you can push through workouts. But hey, if you're maybe just for whatever reason, you, you have a busy life, you've had a horrible week and you still want to get to the gym, then yeah, it might be worth 
examining and giving it a go. So there you go, team. That is my take on pre-workout. So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that. And hopefully I gave I filled in a lot of blanks for you there so that you can go away and make up your own decisions as to whether or not pre-workouts are for you. So again, thanks for listening. And like always, if you have uh, taken the time and got to this part of the, the podcast, I'm very grateful for you doing that. And I am very, very uh, keen to build this and develop it. It's something I'm going to hammer away at. I've set myself a goal to be really prolific for the next year and blast out as try and get one or two podcasts out at least a fortnight so i'd be grateful if you could spread the word so if you've got it in social media give me a like give me a share uh whatever you got it maybe tell your friends family your mates if you found it interesting pass the word but until next time team i'll speak soon see you then thanks bye